I'm Sophia, and welcome to the Well and Worthy Podcast. This podcast is a journey where we will discuss all things mind, body, and soul, and learn how to take care of ourselves in a loving and genuine way. I'm so happy you're here as we dive into what wellness looks like on an individual level, and as we learn how to show up as our authentic and our highest selves. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited y'all are here. I um, have been uploading these episodes. I've, I've noticed that like I listed Tuesday as my day to release episodes, but it always ends up happening on Wednesday. So I'm like, okay, what is this telling me? Maybe we just need to fully make it Wednesday, Sophia, because I don't know. It just like it's much easier with my class schedule. So that might be what happens. And guys, the new cover art is done. It's literally so exciting. It's beautiful. I can't wait for y'all to see it next week. Um, I am working on getting the graphics done, but it's a hand painting done by my friend. So I'm super excited about that. Um, As far as today's episode, today is a really, really important topic that I encourage everyone to listen to, women and men alike, um, no matter how you present with your sexual orientation, um, with your sexuality and with your gender, etc. I encourage literally every single person to listen to this. I know most of my content is um, designed for women in particular, and the title itself seems like it implies, you know, for women, um, which primarily always yes um, with my content. Uh, But today is just like a very important message for all people in the world, I would say. So I encourage this, uh, I encourage you to send this to your guy best friend, your boyfriend, um, to all of the men in your life. Um, And this definitely applies to anyone who is non-binary or trans or anything like that. Um, And I hope that this message can reach um, everyone who needs it. So going off of that, let's just go ahead and dive in to reclaiming your divine femininity in a patriarchal world. Um, Like I said, sounds like a female title and uh, definitely can be, but it is all about energy, the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Um, So essentially to understand what the patriarchal world is taking away from your divine femininity, you need to first understand what the patriarchy is. And I did an in-depth research paper on this last year um, for my women and gender studies minor here at uh, my university. And the patriarchy, I know we hear that term all the time, right? Like you hear it on TikTok, you hear it like bread on butter. Um, Everyone's like, oh, the patriarchy. (laughs) But what exactly does it mean? So it's defined by research journal Cytus Soman um, as a social structure where the actions and ideas of men are dominant over those of women. And this can be shown in all of the different inequalities throughout society. So the lack of women's voting rights in the late 1800s still lasting all the way now into the 21st century with the pay gap and sexual assault allegations, etc. It's a society built around men, essentially. And what I mean by this is literally everything, everything is built around men. And it's going to sound a little drastic. You're probably like, no, like not everything. Sophia, like, yeah, it's it's unfair, but like not everything. Quite literally, every single little thing that we do is built around the model of a man. Medical care, fitness routines, religious practices, prayer, our day-to-day processes, our work environments, our social expectations, all of it, even in ways we aren't aware of because patriarchy is so deeply ingrained that we genuinely like typically don't even notice it in our world. Um, And patriarchy is most commonly 
associated with like you know the stereotypical like man is the one who goes to work and woman is in the home and all this stuff and a little bit of an interesting history was this whole entire picture that dominates everything we do even today despite its development um is dated all the way back to industrial revolution times 18th and 19th centuries um when the man worked and provided and the women stayed home to mother the children and society has, you know, evolved in terms of deconstructing what the patriarchy means since then. Um, the time of like drastic issues like women's suffrage, that really helped propel women forward, obviously. Um, however, it's still very much present, you know, in the in the system and the world we live in today. And we see it with all of this stuff I mentioned, gender pay gap, sexual assault, in all of the little tiny things that I listed. And it's, it's kind of frightening to look at, even within the wellness world, patriarchy is far from gone because, you know, subservience is a characteristic female value that has become ingrained in each of us, whether we know it or not, whether we think about it every single day, the very actions that we take and the little ways that we carry ourselves and the little ways that we model our lives are all based on this umbrella of patriarchy that just it it controls how our society functions and the expectations within it so that's like a little background for what exactly patriarchy is because i know we hear that term everywhere um and understanding how it really perpetrates life like into every single little detail and what does this mean for women because we have to start asking questions questions as women questions as a society about what is expected of women versus men and um Obviously, there's the issue of like transgenders and those who don't um, identify on the gender spectrum or have a different sex or anything like that. Like, I am strictly talking from my perspective um, as a straight presenting woman um, who, you know, only has that background. So I do not want to speak on behalf of anyone else, any other um, gender or presenting, um, you know, any kind of any kind of other presentation other than my own, um, including that of a straight man. Anything that I am saying is fully based on my own perspective and the perspectives that have been shared with me um, from my friends, from my boyfriend. Uh, so I just want to put that little little preface on this episode. Um, but asking what patriarchy means for women means that we have to start asking questions as a society about what is expected from each of the genders, um, particularly expected of women versus men and that dynamic and why? Because patriarchy, by putting the male model, the male model as the automatic model that we gravitate towards, um, you know, subliminally often looks over the physical, mental and emotional needs of women. And some examples of this are cycle syncing. Um, if you haven't listen to my previous episode about uh, hormone and cycle syncing. Definitely give it a listen if you're interested in that because that goes hand in hand with this for sure. Um, but cycle syncing, we do not operate as a society on a woman's cycle. We operate on a man's hormonal cycle. Um, and that includes the way that our workday runs. That includes our day-to-day -day social expectations. Um, men have their hormones in the morning um, super instantly energized and all of a sudden there's this um, expectation to go work out at 5 a.m which actually doesn't work for most women's hormonal cycles um, or that you have to be at work at 8 a.m like all of that stuff and then be done by 5 p.m and the same each day that is simply not how women operate women actually um, they do some parts of the month but at other parts of the month like they have weeks 
that are different. We don't do a day-to-day reset at the end of the day. We're different each day and it follows a month-long cycle, which is not how society works evidently, right? Um, But female health is also different than male health. Men are treated And I found this in the research paper. Um, There is so much research that shows how men are treated as the wellness standard. So if you go into a doctor, subliminally, the male, straight male, white male model is what a doctor is operating off of when um, he or she is looking for um, illness and looking for things that are wrong with you. They are operating off of the white straight male model because that is what they learn when they are in medical school. And I found that really interesting. A lot of the research that's done doesn't really include women, especially pregnant women. Um, So men have become, you know, the wellness standard, so to speak, and the model that we operate off of, which instantly, you know, turns a blind eye to a lot of women's health issues. Um, So what is considered good versus bad? through the patriarchal lens, you know, that our modern world has. And this is where the art of the divine feminine is diminished and belittled. Because here's what I have to say. I personally am a feminist. That is everything I operate under. The definition of a feminist from the dictionary is someone who believes in the equal opportunity of the sexes, right? And I fully believe in the equal opportunity of the sexes. But I am not here to tell you that men and women are exactly the same in every regard because they are not. I believe that the reason people fight so hard to say that men and women are the same, like in the feminist movement, like men and women are exactly the same. I don't believe that that's true. I think that people fight to say that men and women are the same because actually they deserve the same opportunity and recognition. Women, we as women deserve the exact same opportunity and exact same recognition and exact same value in this world. But women and men are very different as are, you know, the divine and the divine feminine and masculine energies. And the issue is not with the fact that men and women are the same and should be viewed as the same, but rather that in their differences, they should both be valued just as equally, both put on just as equal of a pedestal. And that is not the situation that patriarchy has created for women. Because the divine feminine and masculine energies, just like, you know, the Chinese cosmetological, that is such a big word, but (laughs) cosmetological, (laughs) um, you know, the yin yang symbol in Chinese cosmetology, it's the energies that exist a bit in each other, each one complementing the other. And I love that symbol so much because I think that the um, divine feminine and masculine energies possess those complementary qualities. And when I'm talking about these energies, I just want to be very clear. They portray more like, yes, they are portrayed in the actual gender themselves, woman, man, all that stuff. But this is an energy that resides in each individual. So within that yin yang, the yin characteristics, right, are typically passive, um, darkness, earth, you know, associated in the cosmetology with the North Slope, cloudy water, um, softness, female, moisture, um, slowness, consuming, receiving, cold, um, and the docile aspects of things. Whereas the yang characteristics are active, positive, you know, um, sunshine, fire, hardness, dryness, upward sinking, upward seeking, restless, producing and creating, um, and dominance. 
So, and yet within yin yang, if you've ever seen the symbol, it's like the white and black with a dot of each color in each half. Um, the two complement each other and exist within each other in perfect balance. And, you know, every person possesses the balance of these energies. Every single individual, does not matter their gender, does not matter. I believe that every single person possesses the balance of these two energies. But in a patriarchal society, overall, overarching in society, these energies do not exist in tandem. We're living in a world that looks at yang energy and says that. That's what's valuable. Strong is valuable. Hustling is valuable. You know, independence, full independence is what's valuable. And, you know, to me, it's the difference between saying like tough is strong and important, soft is strong and important versus what society is saying now where they say tough is better, soft is weaker. They put yang on this pedestal and masculinity is looked at as better rather than just as masculinity being good, femininity being good, and those two energies complementing each other, giving the credit and the value to the masculine energy within the world. And each person, I believe, is called to balance their divine femininity because the world needs to do this. The world needs to rebalance because, you know, gender presentation coexists with this topic and the fluidity of how you want to express your gender allows for also space to rebalance these energies within. So this is not something particular to whether you are a woman or a man, hence why I said um, that this episode applies to truly everyone because it is more about what society puts value in rather than what your gender presentation is. The overabundance of the divine masculine is, you know, typically shown and experienced in the individual as rigid, unyielding, you know, like rageful or violent. And we live in a world that puts value into this and only this. But like the the characteristics of housewife, like weak in quotation marks, soft being uh, quotation marks bad or like deep feeling being weak. You know what I mean? Feminism in this case, because society said all of these typically feminine traits, those are bad. Then the feminist movement emerged and was like, we really want to be treated as equal people. (laughs) Um, We deserve equal opportunities and should not be treated as lesser. Um, But in order to be heard, the feminist movement was morphed, in my opinion. Rather than emphasizing the value of the divine feminine, it became just trying to emphasize the masculine to prove ourselves as women. Um, Because the society we lived in that was, again, patriarchal, uh, would not receive the message of the divine feminine, but rather only listens when you prove, hey, I'm masculine too. Look at our value as women. We can be just like men, Um, which I don't believe is the true definition of feminism. And you really can look at this and you can say like, okay, wait, yeah, I see the accuracy of this because if you look at like the girl boss trope from, I wrote a paper on this as well, from like, I don't know, like the millennial, like I'm trying to think when this was probably like 2016 um, with like Nasty Gal founder, Sophia Maruso, is that her name? She created like the whole like um, girl boss, hashtag girl boss trope um, where women are essentially like, okay, you're a girl boss. You're independent. You climb the ladder. Think of like the Devil Wears Prada, all of those early 2000s movies where like 
the woman is like, oh, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to be a businesswoman and I care about business more than I care. I can prove that I care about business more than I care about my love life or more than I care about my family. And that makes me a badass. And all of a sudden society starts to take them seriously. And there's the cute little 2000s montage where it's like, yes, she's a queen. She's getting stuff done. Oh my gosh, yes, girl boss, right? But all of this stuff, as awesome as it is to be watching women be taken seriously, it's also showing a side where we have to prove that we can be like men in order to be taken seriously. Rather than if a woman says, I really value my family. I want to be a stay-at-home wife. I want to um, live slow and easy living. I don't believe in the stereotypical workforce. I don't function that way. Then they're looked at as like, oh, like little housewife, so dependent. And that's instantly in all of our heads. And I know it's in your head too. Instantly deemed as negative. Instantly deemed as too dependent instantly not looked at as a good thing, right? And that is why the girl boss trope is kind of a form of fake feminism. It Rather than allowing women to be what they want to be, it, it allows some women to be what they want to be. It allows them to chase career goals if that is what women want to do. But it also completely neglects and denies women the opportunity to tap into their divine feminine and be taken seriously for it and be given value for it, which I think is just really, really interesting because to me, what this looks like is that the pendulum kind of swings too far back the other way, right? You're suppressed as a group. You, as women, we are suppressed. We are told we have no value. We are belittled. We are traded as sex objects for like hundreds and thousands of years. Our value is (laughs) put in, you know, what we can provide in terms of babies and our humanity is completely belittled. And let's be real, that has been the history of women. Um, women, a history. Uh, just because it's it's been rough out here, guys. That That's kind of terrifying and tragic, but that is the basic background for it. And in order to combat that, you know, feminism evolved trying to fight for women's rights. But I worry that the pendulum swung too far in the feminist movement. And rather than allowing women to fully be anything they want, which includes as stereotypically feminine as they want. Instead, it's just like, hey, look, we can be like men too. We can do that too. We can be serious and neglect our children if we want to do that too. And the world accepts that form of feminism because they're like, oh yeah, like I recognize that. That's just like what men do. (laughs) And, you know, being to be quote unquote, taken seriously, like you are asked to be a man. And what does this say about what this world takes seriously? You know what I mean? So I just think that that's interesting. And it trickles down, like I said, it trickles down into quite literally everything we do. It trickles down into everything we do. The birth control pills we take, um, like they have helped so many women. I talk about that in my cycle syncing thing, but also it's interesting because they shut off our hormonal cycles and help them operate more like a man's. And the doctor's like, this will regulate your cycle. This will make life so much easier easier on you. And like, it definitely does. Um, but what does that say about the world we live in, right? <laughs> that in order for life to be easier, our entire bodies have to operate like a man's so that we can function easier in a man's world. Like, I just think it's so fascinating. Um, 
And this is what, in my opinion, the patriarchy has taken, not just from people presenting as women, but from everyone. Because men are also lacking their feminine energy. And it's resulting in, they're, they're lacking the ability to feel safe in their feminine energy. And it's resulting in a world of wounded men who can't be comfortable in their balance. Because we live in a world that puts so much emphasis on masculinity and on and when I say masculinity, I'm talking about stereotypical. These are I'm using all these words in a stereotypical sense. The goal is to break these words out of that stereotypical mold. But we live in a world that is putting such an emphasis on stereotypical, like toxic masculinity, just saying like strength, be strong, carry, um, hustle hard, don't care, be detached, be independent, right? And all of this, you know, is inside these men who become the carriers and the teachers of this toxic masculinity to their sons and daughters, resulting in wounded relationships with each other, within our romantic relationships, our friendships, our parent-child relationships, and also wounded relationships with the self. You know, where's the appreciation for the feminine in the world? We need to cultivate it now because it's our job and the job of everyone around us to create a new standard for a world that you know, we don't look at slow, soft, and deep feeling and instantly make it negative, weak, and unimportant. This world right now is out of balance. And the only way to really fix that is to cultivate an appreciation for the yin in our personal lives and also cultivate that appreciation in our relationships. Value it. Don't belittle it in the words you speak, in the actions you do. Um, some things that I have, some tips to reclaim your divine femininity, whomever you may be. Every single person needs to get in touch with this element and aspect of them. Ever since I've done this, guys, like I started on this journey, re getting in touch again with my divine feminine and letting go of that like need to just be a man, <laughs> but not even be a man, to be fully in my toxic masculinity. Do you know what I mean? Um, when I let go of that need and I started doing some of the self-work, it's insane how much my body, like I got sick. I, like I talk about with all the autoimmune stuff, I got like literally ill running myself dry. And I learned that it was because my nervous system doesn't take a minute to rest and relax and be soft and be creative. And all of that is divine feminine energy that I was neglecting. I was neglecting slow mornings. I was neglecting listening to my emotions. I was just told all my life that I was like too sensitive rather than being like, okay, wait, this is beautiful and listening to it and seeing what that did for me um, and how to do this in our personal lives. Here's some tips. Um, I say, you know, according to, so this is a combination of tips I found according to a website for somatic healing um, called Respin combined with things that I also want to add in. One is emphasizing listening and receiving information. So ask yourself where you can be more receptive to like listening in conversations rather than just immediately speaking, immediately Im imposing your opinion and asking questions um, to other people around you like, um, oh, what did you experience? How did that make you feel? Emphasizing being receptive and listening, you know, rather than just constantly putting out energy. Um, number two is connecting with nature and this is so good for your mental health too, guys. <laughs> Includes like walking barefoot, um, which is amazing. It actually is proven to reduce stress levels and calm your vagal nervous system when you're barefoot in grass. So there you go. Um, 
your vagal nervous system is your rest and digest um, nervous system. So, um, or like swimming, natural water. Um, I like to go full blown kitties uh, out <laughs> and just like, you know, if I can find a spot where I'm fully alone, like swimming naked, you guys. Oh my gosh, so therapeutic. Or just like running, laying in the sun completely naked, like just fully being in nature and not worrying about how you look. But letting yourself just get grimy and gross and, you know, letting yourself just fully be in nature is a beautiful thing. Taking part in anything like creative or crafty um, or just like fully artsy, even even if you're not used to it or it's outside of your comfort zone. This can be like journaling, um, writing poetry, writing music and doing sacral chakra healing. Your sacral chakra is right um, like in your pubic bone area. It is believed to be the energy center where we store sexual trauma, but it's also our, like, that's where you can store sexual trauma and store creative trauma and store wounded uh, feminine trauma. But it, from that chakra is believed to produce healing, is believed to produce creativity and getting in touch with your sexuality and all of that stuff. So doing sacral chakra work um, really, really also helped me. Um, but yeah, getting in touch with your intuition, um, I would say, what is this number four, um, which is super helpful. So that can include, yeah, journaling and praying and just listening to what your intuition is trying to tell you, um, in different situations. So like, what is my gut telling me about this meditation? uh, Number five, a beautiful thing. I do this every morning when I wake up guys, I'm not some like 30 minute meditator. I am a college student. So <laughs> I make, I, um, literally meditate for like five, 10 minutes in the morning. It's just such a nice way to start the day. It's slow. It's calm. It's no one's thoughts, but your own. And I highly recommend it. Letting yourself practice receiving with grace. So practice just receiving with gratitude, with grace. It's okay to accept gifts. It's okay to accept blessings. It's okay to accept help. Um, that allows for your divine feminine element to flourish and allows you to just like fully receive all of the blessings life is giving you. Let yourself be comfortable with receiving. Um, Let yourself, I think this is number seven. I'm sorry, I'm bad with numbers. Um, (laughs) Step back and rest with grace. So number seven is rest and let yourself rest and prioritize resting. Not as a negative thing, not as something you wish you didn't have to do, but prioritize resting. And then, I, and just like an interesting little tidbit, um, I mean, everyone knows like sleep is good for you, but like sleep is really good for you. It's good for your stress. And in women, low amounts of sleep have actually shown to be more linked to like unhealthy weight gain, high cholesterol and heart disease when you're older um, in all genders. But I think it's interesting in women, like, hmm interesting. (laughs) Um, And then number eight, make your standards in every relationship receptive to your emotional needs. Um, So that means letting yourself receive pleasure. This is a big one. Like get in touch with your pleasure center. Get get a little freaky if you know what I mean. But like don't be ashamed of it. Let yourself fully like embrace that side of you in every single – like in your romantic relationships. And then with your friendships, let yourself be receptive to emotional needs and cultivate friendships that you are also receptive to their emotional needs. And it's never a place of shaming someone for having feelings ever. And this all applies to men too. This all applies to everyone. Um, 
And to close us off here, I just want to say like all of this is super valuable and important. Whether or not your relationship is hetero or LGBTQ+, um, there is space for both sides of the coin in every single relationship. For both sides of the coin of divine feminine and masculine, in your friendships, in your work-life balance, in your health regimes, in every single thing you do, it is our call to reclaim our divine femininity and to rebalance the world in a way that allows us to just be, to just be and be okay with being and be okay with experiencing joy and not trying to, you know, keep up with that patriarchal pace, which is easier said than done. I understand, but it is a fight worth fighting. And I am so grateful to have every single one of you here listening to this message. Let me know what you think. If you have any thoughts that you want to share on this, feel free to like comment them on my TikToks or like email me, whatever you would like to do. I love to hear um, when I hear from you guys about what people think. And like, if you want me to share any of your thoughts on the podcast, I'm happy to do that too. Um, That is all I have for you all today. Um, Make sure to just leave a little review, send to someone who you think might find this valuable friend, boyfriend, mom, um, away from college, any of that stuff. Um, And I'm just grateful for every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in today and I will see you next week. Ciao for now.